0: 4357. Once again, everybody, welcome to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. Before we get this week's episode started, of course, want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors. First off, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. We're dining on pizza here this evening as we record the episode. If you want to enjoy some delicious food and dishes from Angelo's Pizza, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio for their award-winning pizza along with everything else that they have to offer. Of course, as always, thanks to Smart Mark Video. Smart Mark Video helps us get the live event shows out to you. If you're not able to be there in attendance, go to SmartMarkVideo.com, download the MP4, digital streaming, or purchase an AIW DVD. And at or Blu-ray. Or Blu-ray.
1: Buy those Blu-rays because they're more money for us.
0: we got the uh, j is in Blu-ray right now. Am I right? Hi-def. There you go. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our printing and graphic design needs, whether it be banners, uh, flyers, business cards, absolutely anything that you could think of. They can do that for you if you're a small business owner or anything else you might have those needs for. Make sure you head to jackprince.com. That's J-A-K, prince.com. That's right. There you have it. My name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. As always, joined by John Thorne, AIW owner. The
1: first voice you heard. Hello. Greetings. By those Blu rays.
0: And the second voice you heard after mine is none other than excellence personified Brian Carson. Hello. Yo, yo. And special guest also on this episode, he'll be chiming in, is none other than the president of AIW, Matt Wadsworth.
1: Hello. Hello. I was trying to keep this episode alcohol-free until Steve Guy showed up drunk.
0: Uh, Steve Guy showed up. You uh, know, he had a few drinks. Not worldwide status. I'm gonna have to
2: oh, moderate shit. you.
0: Not worldwide status. Showed up
2: with enough alcohol that he's talking about himself in the third person.
0: Yeah, that happened. That, a, that one time there. It's happened more than just now. Wadsworth, D-move. call yourself. Steve Guy. All says. right. On uh, speaking of alcohol, tonight's episode, today's episode is going to be called "Night of the Creeps." What does it that was, have to do with alcohol? Well, ah, creeps. You drink a little bit, become a creep. I was going to give him more credit. I thought he was
2: going to say because it was a bar show.
1: Yeah, I thought he was going to say because
0: that was the, the next, show. That was the next spot. The that show
1: was... took place at Tequila Jacks. It was
0: a double entendre. We we're going to well, not double entendre. There were two things there. Night of the Creeps taking place Tequila Jacks June tenth, one of our famed folklore bar shows. Uh, I I don't know where to necessarily start with this. I don't want to start with the main event, though. That was our our biggest thing. That kind of came from it. Well, let's start that Tequila Jacks is no more. No. All right, that's a great point. This is the final event <laughs> ever in the history. This final Tequila Jacks show. It now, for those who are unaware, as we reference this, the building still stands. It was not our fault. It's not like we tore the building down. Speak uh, for yourself. Some man. of the, hey, listen, <laughs> the building was the torn matches matches down. For the, the house down. down. Torn off from the inside. The last like three events we had there. <laughs> But they have since switched names. It is now called Music Links. Is this due to ownership change, John?
1: You know by the... There is a new investor of sorts. Oh. Uh, I don't remember his name, though. That's uh, fine. when we arrived, there was... So every time we've gone to Tequila Jacks, right before the event, the owner will text me and say, doing some renovations. (laughs) I mean, we've been doing events now for like a year straight right every time well and here's the thing
2: it almost feels right because i seem to remember that being the situation when we ran there and it was the funky frog years ago yeah this
1: place always changes names we ran in 2007 it was called the funky frog wow 2007
0: we've made it to 2017 at least poten- but, well there might have been another name in between potentially a oh, decade been, as tequila jacks we been, don't know
1: been a million names in between but uh we were so he tells me he's renovating and i just want to be like what fucking else is new you're always renovating like literally every time we've gone in there There's like dudes with like saws, putting fucking paneling on the wall and cutting wood and shit. So, I just expect that to be the scene going of
0: what we're doing, yeah.
1: And and when we get there, it is actually for real renovated. This time, there is a stage. There's a new light.
0: Well, let me throw this out there, ironically, because. There there was a stage previously. I've done stand-up there. And okay, there was a, a real
1: stage there now. There
0: was a real <laughs> stage on the other side. Yeah,
1: back in, when it was the Funky Frog, there was a stage
0: yeah. there. Yeah, and when it first went to Tequila Jacks, there was, and then they tore it down. We get told there's renovations, and those renovations, as far as we know, were the wood paneling, which you said, and they extend the
1: bar out. And they make a stage that is one foot off the ground. <laughs> you know what
2: the renovations weren't? Air conditioning upstairs. True. It was hot as hell having to announce up there.
0: Well, and that's the other part of it. So prior to this, you never had to do the... The uh, balcony, basically. Yeah, you didn't have to do any of the commentary. You did it all on the one-foot stage, which John Which is said. fantastic.
2: Don't get me wrong. I love being up there because I always feel... I hate being in the background of all the shots right. on the old setup. So I love that aspect of the setup. But it was hot as hell up
0: there. Now the stage is directly as you walk in the door. The, I mean, the stage was straight like a re- across it's like a real stage. It is a real stage. It's probably I don't know five four four feet, let's say, off the ground. And now because of that, the commentary has to be moved into the upstairs, which the upstairs used to be the changing room. <laughs> For everybody that was going to be there. Well,
1: it's part changing room, but we mainly use just outside as the entire locker room. And yeah, and, and now and
2: upstairs yeah. is always a nice spot to
0: to well, kind of watch. People changed in the U-Haul right. truck. Than they need upstairs. I was gonna say officially, though, the locker room is now outside. No qualms about it. It's U-Haul or picnic tables, and that's why we're
1: pretty much summertime only at the uh, Tequila Jack slash Music Links <laughs> because they could not accommodate a real locker room in the in the winter months. Especially out there where it gets all fucking kinds of snow.
0: Yeah, the uh, snow belt. I don't know. Carson's here. Carson, would you change out in the snow? No. All right. So going into the show itself, I took a weird turn. Yeah. Took- sorry. <laughs> the The show leads off. It's wellness policy for you Steve. going forward. <laughs> no more drinking before the <laughs> podcast. the uh, The show itself, Night of the Creeps, leads off with Derek Direction versus Big Twan Tucker, which is one of our students, and that was not originally on the card. John Thorne.
1: Yeah, it was added the day before because ticket sales weren't looking that good, and big <laughs> big Tweezy I thought I might be able to pull pull a couple fan members in there help us help us out help us cover the budge. Did you get what you wanted to out of that? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, and that is actually an interesting with the show is you had essentially the first singles matches for a lot of these students. Yeah, I, t- I yeah. take
1: that back. I mean, I did get what I wanted out of it because uh, it's trial by fire for a lot of these students. You know, you could you right. can go and you can train and do everything at training and plan everything out and do you know uh just wrestle your friends but really the only way that you're going to learn is just by getting out there in front of a live crowd and doing it so it's not always going to go amazing right this did not go amazing
2: no well and that's the thing like a lot of these guys even the back to the future cup match wasn't necessarily the best indicator of what to expect Because yeah, for this grouping of students, yeah, because they had been yeah doing, they had been working on that specific match. They were there the night before. This is the first time for pretty much all of them that they've been thrown in there with someone that they probably haven't worked with before. To to have to try to figure it out, to have to try to get it together, get out there and perform, and they had three ropes. And they, Yes, they had three ropes, which was new to them.
0: <laughs> you know what that may have thrown Tuan Tucker off is the fact uh, that he I, had three ropes think, instead
2: of two. I
1: think when he woke up in the morning, that throws him off. But other than that, oh. I, I love Tweezy. But, yeah, I mean, so I take that back. I got what I wanted out of it because, you know, uh, he's got to learn that it's not always going to be your night. And he learned it maybe a little sooner than some of the other guys. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way it goes. Everyone learns at a, at a different pace. And obviously, you know, that was a situation that he wasn't necessarily ready for. You know, he he was great in the scramble and great. You know, he does good things at training, but it's a whole different story when you're out there in front of people, you're wrestling this guy you don't know. Like, it, I don't think he's ever met Derek Direction before, no, he probably. No, he
2: met Derek like that day. Like, he well, never met Derek before. And Derek is different than the guys he's used to working with in training. Derek is a fantastic talent. He's a guy that's really come a long way over the last couple of years, but you look at the guys that Twan that trains with and the guys he's worked with already it's a lot of small high flyers that he can just
0: kind of toss around yeah he, you're can, right this he, is this is really the first time he's worked with somebody where it's a comparable size and they, i mean essentially they really have to put a uh, a match together there's no crazy spots that are happening because you've got these high flyer uh lightweight kids
1: dropping the arms on us huh spots spots <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I did get, you know, obviously it's not uh, it's not a match that's setting the world on fire, but for him it's it's probably something that he's going to remember and it probably, you know, is going to contribute to him applying himself and getting, a, getting better at, at a quicker pace because it didn't go that well. So, yeah, I, I take back my original statement. I did get what I wanted. And plus, like, it. when he was
3: done, like, you know, Dom and I took him to the side and, like, explained to him, like, what he did wrong and everything and, like, just made sure because, you know, when we you know we train these guys three four days a week that we, right. we have been lately you know we we always want to make sure that they know hey this is why this didn't work, not necessarily like what you did, but maybe it's because what you did earlier in the match what you did later in the match just like the different the things you can only learn from actually having a match in front of a live crowd, not just having a training match or running drills or anything like that so we made sure that he understood those aspects of finally working
1: plus you know uh, a, a lot of people don't realize you know Tuan Tucker is a young, 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 He's young kid. Just oh, very young. High yeah. school, like, S- straight out of high school, yeah. like a couple months ago. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit shocking to, you know, to just be out there in front of people. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's, you know, some, some people have a longer learning curve than others. And, you know, I, I think that this was actually taught him a good lesson.
0: Oh, absolutely! And, and Carson, to your point, with you guys working on everybody, you know, this is this is part of why you're sitting in on this episode. Because if anybody who listened to the Jaylit Weekend uh, Marathon of episodes <laughs> that we had, uh, you and Dom have worked a, a lot with these younger guys, and this this show was heavy on that. And and these are guys who you've probably pulled. After every single one of their matches, you want to If went there was a student on the show, we,
3: yeah, we pulled them all to the side yeah. and we explained to them. I mean, we didn't like tell them everything looked bad. Everything we, we if they did something positive, we told them. Well, of course, and, you know. And, but if, like a lot of them, you know. Again, this was a lot of there was uh, this a was, lot of them had the first
0: singles match. You yeah, know. this show was the learning curve,
3: right? And again, it's a it's a different crowd than like jail than Back to the Future Cup. Back to the Future Cup had a lot more people. This was a closed. This was a. Like a closer set, you know there weren't as many way people. more
1: intimate setting, right? Yeah, you
3: know you're really in front of people now. You know people can actually see the little thing like, as much as you just walking yeah, into right the ring. they're right on top of the ring. They're right in front of you. Yep. You know, and again, yeah, they have those kind of matches. Where, like when Dom and and myself and Doctor Dan and Frankie like watch them in training and everything. But again, like we're not the guys you see in the front row at every A I W show. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. the guys sitting in the bleachers. You know, we're not the other workers that are there. You know, they, they, they have to deal with all that. And plus, like Thorne said, a closer setting and everything. It's, it's. I mean, when I, the first time I wrestled there was a way different than wrestling at Mount Carmel. And you can't prepare for that until you walk through the curtain and get in the ring. Oh, certainly. Well, and
1: speaking of
0: Brian Carson
1: and... We're all about positive reinforcement at the AIW Academy. We
0: absolutely are. Well, Positive, th- be a good human. As we said to start the year of 2017, this is the year of positivity in AIW. Uh, as we talk about Brian Carson, we talk about wrestling. He's actually on the next match in the card, tag teaming with Dr. Dan, dedication personified, taking on the Philly Marino Experience, Marino Tenaglia, and Philly Collins. And we were victorious. You didn't put that in, Steve Guy. Uh, that was the next statement, Is <laughs> that you guys were victorious. they
2: got to watch the show. If you tell them who won everything, they're not going to work. Yeah, we don't it. give it
0: all away here. Carson, my goodness. I was only going to tell them you won because you're here. Uh I like Philly and Marino. Oh, and that's what I'm I was going to so say. so on board with You've become yep. such a big fan of what that tag team brings to AIW in terms of the fun factor, at the very least. I also want to put over work.
1: that I love the Sultan, who is currently on the television screen <laughs> as we record this. I forgot how much I love the we Sultan. We are
0: watching the uh, WWF in your house, folks. Ground Zero, dude. I bought this VHS tape. I mean, Wayne's got some short shorts on. Jesus.
1: But, uh, yeah, so I love Philly and Marino. I think that there is tons of upside to those guys. Uh, obviously, you know, it's also a work in progress with them. Like they're not going to be the guys that are, uh, you know, main eventing any of the shows anytime soon. But, uh, I think that there is a ton of potential with those guys, uh, especially Marino, who I think is going to probably develop into, uh, quite a good high flyer. Once he, you know, kind of breaks out of his shell a little bit and, you know, finds himself. And, uh, Philly Collins is a charisma machine, which is a very 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 rare thing in the uh, kind of modern independent landscape of just dudes doing moves uh he definitely stands out to me
2: oh those two are fantastic together i uh, you know i remember the first couple times i saw him on flyers of of some other local shows and i was just like i have no desire to ever see those guys <laughs> in a wrestling ring and even <laughs> you know and and Philly got a couple shots with us before Marino did and watching them work together they they just have it as a tag team they're together they're in sync they work so well together. Oh, they do I mean, they everything feel together. like a team, like a solid they're, team.
0: They're like the more in-shape version of the weird world who does everything <laughs> together. Wow. I don't
2: know that you can look at Philly Collins and call him the yeah. more in-shape well, version of I, anyone. I, in terms of chemistry hey, and doing hey, be, things together.
1: Before you, before you finish that statement, I saw Philly Collins the other day. He's probably lost 30 pounds. Yeah, he slimmed down a little bit. He's wow. probably lost 30 pounds this night of the creeps. I couldn't even believe That's fantastic. it. If yeah. anybody's
0: going to know about losing weight, it's Matt Wadsworth right here. Right. Gold Gym on baby. Gold hey, Gym. Right. It's got the t-shirt now. on. I'm that guy that walks around a Gold Gym t-shirt.
1: Walking billboard. I'm going the opposite way. I had a stressful summer.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> fair you did. Uh,
1: so that's that match. Gonna have to hit the gas station.
0: The the next uh match we roll into involves a first summer at AIW. It's Dominic Guarini, the bone collector. Who was not in his first time. He was not no. his first time. All of you AIW fans was a, know him. That was a
2: piss poor setup segue, Steve Guy.
0: Listen, <laughs> let me finish the segue here, Matt Wadsworth. You can't Take, say he makes
2: on. his debut and then go right into Dominic Garini. Take a breathalyzer right who's now. Who's
0: literally been
2: here the entire Good career. Lord,
0: I said it features an AIW first timer. Myron Reed. That's where you should have went, right, right, right there. Myron
2: Reed should have been the next sentence. The next oh. part of that sentence.
0: Suspense, Wadsworth. Build the suspense. Talk uh, about Dom. Then it's like, oh, I know Dom. Who's the first timer? Myron Reed, at any rate. Makes his AIW debut. Uh, so, so tell us how you discovered Myron Reed.
1: I discovered him because people tweet about him.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's it. But why no people but people tweet up to you, people send you Facebook messages constantly. Well, yeah, I don't stood read out about Myron Reed that you were like, oh, yeah, sure, let me look at this, as opposed to everybody else's stuff?
1: Uh, because I get a lot of requests from Myron Reed, and I looked at his picture, and he was in shape. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, that's the method behind my man is never saw him wrestle one time.
0: Not like the email no. episode where we got people, and we're like, yeah, not going to look at them.
1: Oh, no. I mean, it was solely based on uh, people uh, tweeting us and uh, always saying, you should book this guy, you should book this guy, you should book this guy. I don't have a lot of time to watch a lot of these people fucking wrestle. And, you know, there was a time where Biggins would watch the people and say, yay, nay, maybe, but, you know, obviously that, that can't happen anymore, so. um,
2: And you try to send me videos, and it's, I can't make it, 10 seconds listen man i cannot
1: watch these full fucking matches like stop sending i don't want to watch the build up stop sending me matches i don't care if you could do a wrist lock i know that this is contradictory to professional wrestling as a whole but i don't give a fuck i assume that you can do those things show me the fucking cool shit that you can do
2: because here's what these videos are it's a full match which i'm not going to sit through i don't
1: of one fucking hard cam a mile away from the ring
2: And no commentary, so I have no idea who anybody involved is or what they're doing. Or it's the music video that shows you doing the exact same move 10 different times. Okay, I can see what you do in every match. Show me a little bit. Show me that you do more
1: than just that one move, please. So, yeah, I never watched. I mean, the majority of the people were like, wow, what made you book him? I never watched them wrestle. It's something else. It's always something else. He had a little bit of a buzz about him in terms of people. Well, telling I, I was going to say it's. No. He
0: had enough people telling you to to book him. Right, and that's like, different sure, than he's buzz gonna get some because fans. okay.
1: Now, like I'm almost at the point where people get too much buzz. I don't want to book them. Okay, which probably makes no sense, but it's just like I don't want to like. Okay, so uh, why am I going to book this guy that's on PWG? Because. If you want to watch them, you're just gonna watch them on PWG. You're not gonna watch them at AIW. So who fucking cares? You right. know what I mean? Like, so I'm looking for like the guys that are kind of on that mid that mid level almost.
2: Well, and there's a difference. We should say there's a difference between uh, the guys who tell their fans to tweet you, right. uh, book me, also and le-
1: that that people, legitimately. That, that reminds me, pro wrestler, stop asking people to tag promoters that they that you <laughs> want like they want you booked at. This is the most annoying new trend in independent wrestling and the worst use of social media ever. Like there's a difference between people saying like hey, book My Reed, Marie. My Reed's is good to hey, tag tag the promotion that you want to see me in. And then you get fucking uh, 27 Twitter notifications of the same fucking thing. But it's not only you, it's not exclusive to you, it's you and however many promotions they can fit in the characters that are remaining. Like, it's such a waste, it's so annoying wrestlers need to stop being so lazy and do something a little different to stand out.
2: That's my soapbox for that. I knew there was a hot button one. That's why I had to bring it up. <laughs> because And here's why, though. Because I knew that people were going to listen to what he was saying, and they were going to use it as validation. Saying, oh, look, it worked for Meyer. That's not what he's saying he did.
0: Yeah,
1: but it was a, di- it was a different It's form. different.
2: This it's- was legitimately people going, hey, man, I saw this Meyer Reed guy. You should book him.
1: And then, you know, also, you know, uh, other wrestlers suggesting him, you know Dominic Greeney. I asked him who he wants to wrestle, and he suggested Myron Reed. Um, other people have, you know, told me, hey, you should like. It's not like fa- only fans. Other people in wrestling have said, hey, you should book this guy. You should book this guy. And these these music links shows now, as they are called. Uh, there's, you know, there's a little bit more room to do things. You know, I I feel like it's almost it's it's the same promotion and the same whatever but it almost feels like a separate brand at some at some points uh because it's not so loaded with uh you know the usual aw talent that you see in a mount carmel show it gives us a little bit more room to play with uh it gives us an opportunity to you know like we talked about with uh twan tucker like the students can get some singles matches and get some reps in so uh you know it's it's a, a I'm not saying it's lower pressure, it's just different pressure, and it allows us to try different things.
0: Yeah, and if you enjoyed Myron Reed during that uh, that show, which it was a fantastic match between Dominic Arini and Myron Reed, definitely look up Night of the Creeps on smartmartvideo.com for that. But Myron Reed will be joining us for the next show at Music Links coming up uh, this Friday, August the 18th.
1: Wow, it's coming up this Friday already?
0: Yeah.
2: They're moving up quick, especially when we got one right after that. But no, he was, and Meyer Reed was fantastic, both in the ring and out yep. of the ring. I mean, he he grabbed me at intermission. He asked me what I thought. Oh, he was it was telling very me nice. How much he wants to come back, and and how, and I, and I told him at the time. I said, "Listen, don't expect the phone call anytime soon because we're building the absolution right now. There's no spots. Period. Well, There's nothing
0: open. I can tell you. He's another guy where I think people would be surprised to learn." Uh, based upon what he can do inside the ring and how respectable he is he 's much younger than you might think
2: well, and he that without was a, giving it away that was the interesting dynamic in that match is he and Dom debuted within same, a, month, yeah, of within a month of each other they yeah. were both a little over a year into professional wrestling, yeah uh, and they 've both obviously come a huge way in that year they 're both
0: incredible talents oh oh certainly. Uh, the next match we go into is the AIW Intense Championship. It's Alex Daniels taking on Facade, and uh, this match was here, there, and everywhere that it could possibly be. I mean, out, out outside the ring, there. Well,
2: and Facade lives for these bar shows. I mean, <laughs> so, it takes him back to our old our old days of of Peabodys and right. you know, and and he was there when we were when it was the Funky Frog, and we did all those kinds of places. Um, because it's he can come up with it. It plays right to him, to that crazy, unique. I'm gonna find something to jump off of. I'm gonna do you know three rotations off of this.
0: I'm gonna jump off of this high yeah, thing. This,
1: this is the environment where facade thrives. Oh, this was
0: Canadian destroyer on the ring apron match that happened. Uh, this match, there was so much happening. in This match, at one point, Alexander and facade are on the outside of the ring and Alexander's is too far away from me, and I don't remember who the referee was. Maybe it was Potato, and he was checking on him, and I literally had to like go down out of my little area and check on like, Hey, man, are you, are you alive? Is this okay?
1: <laughs> He's always going to be fine.
0: <laughs> and that's what he says. Literally, that was what he said to me afterwards. Hey, man, thanks for checking on me. I'm, I'm always okay. I'm like, all right, fine. I got faith in laces. <laughs> Headed to India now.
1: I don't know if that's public knowledge or not. Yeah, we don't. know Yeah, that no, yet. he
2: posted it. Oh, did he? Yeah, he posted it. I'll, this is the
1: night that he told me about that.
2: He told me at Absolution. He told me. So uh, what he's doing in India, I don't believe is public knowledge. But okay. the fact that he's going okay. over there is okay. Then and you're what right. he, I he wish. Did. I wish what he's doing in India was public knowledge because so, uh, it is such an amazing I, story. I was gonna say,
0: this is essentially his swan song, I think, in terms of no, a singles, singles match. Uh, yeah, Absolution singles. Was yes, it.
2: singles.
1: Yeah, yeah he. Uh, So, uh, like, uh, you know, just to fast forward, uh, I'm getting ready to leave uh, Music Links. Uh, I'm driving Shayna Baszler. She wants to, you know, we're going to go hit a bar. There was, like, some kind of UFC event on that night, like maybe a fight night or something. I don't know. And so she wanted to go find a bar, watch that, have some drinks, get some food. So, like, I'm trying to get out of there. And Facade's like, hey, hey, uh, can I talk to you real quick? It's always unnerving when a wrestler wants to talk to you after the show because you don't know what they're mad about or what you know what they could possibly bring up. You know what I mean?
2: Well, and love laces, but he's a guy that likes to talk.
1: I mean, you know, when
2: I'm, he when he catches you in a conversation, it's going to be an extended. When he's been around for a while, we've known him for a long time. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's he like he enjoys the conversation. You get to he see, he,
1: yeah, yeah, he does. You get to see him. You get to see him for these short short amounts of time. So I'm like, oh man, you know, who knows what he wants to talk about right now? you know i'm trying to i'm trying to accommodate Shana to get her to where she needs to go and he tells me that he's moving to india absolution's going to have to be his final his final uh show for quite some time he tells me why he's going to india which i will leave out until he says it uh and it totally blows my mind uh, like uh, like uh, hu- hilariously like laughing uh so so ridiculous why he's going to india uh but you know that that's pretty much it so not you know, that
0: he can't do it, but it's just so random. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just so
1: ridiculous. Uh, so I kind of knew, like, you know, Absolution was going to be it for him for a while. But, uh, yeah, he told me at, at this at this event in the parking lot of Tequila Jacks slash Music Links.
0: Uh, from that bittersweet ending to that match and that moment, as you talked about, to the next bittersweet moment that happened there at formerly Tequila Jacks, now Music Links, Nights of Creeps. Well, we kind of oh, found
1: before, before you before you go on. Uh, okay, okay. I'm negotiating with people as we podcast. Oh, Mance, Mance is going to uh, be making his uh, his AIW debut at uh, Tequila Jacks. Max Warner.
0: Oh, you heard it here first, folks.
1: Yeah, he was a uh, he was a lumberjack randomly uh, <laughs> at
2: yeah, that. went uh, Absolution, and we'll <laughs> get to that with Absolution. But that may have been one of my favorite parts of that match. This it's,
0: Friday it's, at Music Links, August 18th.
1: He's yeah he's coming he's I'm literally negotiating as we podcast There
0: you go folks you heard it here
1: first this Friday already uh, you've got a first timer in the AIW We had a little we had a cancellation uh, luckily in advance for uh, for next Friday so, uh, which
2: is a godsend for us. Normally, it's right. day of.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying. You know, I was sending some messages out earlier, trying to get, trying to uh, figure it out, and uh, here I am. I'm I'm texting with Mance Warner right now as as we podcast, and it is a done deal. All right. Well, uh, the bittersweet moment
0: that I alluded, alluded to now happens in the form of some tag team mayhem. We kind of, sort of. Crowned new AIW tag team champions this night, only for it to not really happen. If you followed us going into this, you knew that
1: the weird world. Hey man, had to pay tribute to the American Dream. I'm not even gonna try to do a fucking accent though, or a fucking impression. <laughs> no, absolutely not, Carson. You gotta, you gotta dust your yeah. Well, let's
3: see, baby. We had the weird world. They're going in there with, the, you know, the Colin and the cheats, baby. You know, into uh, infinity and beyond, that tour Undefeated. story, the tour story. I like the buzz a lot. Yeah, baby. So anyway, they go in there. They got their, you know, the spray painted or the whatever you call it, the splatter paint. And they're giving it to the cheats and the Colin and Colin and the cheats. They're giving it right back, baby. You think they got those belts Then all of a sudden, baby, a referee got distracted, got hit, whatever. Give the belts back. Restart the match. Fans were not happy.
2: Yeah, so if you is this f- something to wrestle with, I that was that How was actually that, I my thought well, was man I, I wish Dick Justice was here because it feels like you're commentating with <laughs> we've had a, having we worked with him Dick and I had a Dusty off one time and I don't think
3: there was a clear cut winner but oh, uh, everyone off. was everyone was uh, entertained by that it, I did
2: commentary with him once at Girls Night Out and I was like I feel like I'm commentating with Dusty <laughs> like this is what it must have been like. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide Keller here
3: telling you all about the thrift store jobber and what he has for you this week. This week, it's a very interesting one given our WrestleRager 2 electric boogaloo show coming up at Now That's Class August 26th. Ooh, this one is an ECW original. It is the Sandman Budweiser knockoff shirt. It's beautiful, 255 pounds. I never knew blood sweat and beers baby and this thing is a size extra large do some 12 ounce curls in this thing and see where you end up pally that's thrift store jobber on instagram etsy ebay and use promo code worldwide to get 10 percent off any order you know fun fact hanging out with two cold scorpio he said me and sandman would have gotten along famously i guess we're gonna find
1: out
0: If you're familiar uh, with AIW and the Tequila Jacks, as it was known, shows, then you knew going into this that the Weird World were undefeated at Tequila Jacks. Once again, proving that those shows
2: are a bizarro world version of AIW.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think they're going to be getting defeated for a a new streak coming up after those fucking (laughs) podcasts. Oh, poor Weird Body.
3: Poor Weird Body. He mean, was that's... trying to shut Worldwide up the entire time, I f- too. I sure
1: was. I feel bad for Weird Body because he's what like...
2: What are you doing, dude? You can't say that.
1: Well, he's right because Weird Body yeah. knows what you can and can't say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Weird Body, I feel its I feel so bad for him because he's like, you know, he's... About uh, over a decade younger than Worldwide, but he's like Worldwide's father. Like he's like his he's like his father figure. Like he does everything for Worldwide except for like pick him
3: up. Like Worldwide's responsibility to the Weird Body is like going to get him and bringing him like to all the shows and everything. But like Weird Body does everything else.
1: Yeah, and then, you know... Because uh, when
3: Worldwide does it, it gets screwed up, like the movie deal.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The,
3: don't <laughs> bring that movie <laughs> up. We won't him. bring that back, back out. Out. We're not going to bring that back You think the sod can talk your ear off. God. <laughs>
1: Worldwide won't leave you alone. Yeah, yeah w- when you see the weird world at their gimmick table, ask them uh, what happened between... Uh, why they weren't... Why, they, bo- why bo- they aren't yeah. going to be in the upcoming release of Powerbomb the movie. They'll both go off good. about it. It's... Uh, well, the dissension, they almost, they literally both came to me to break up o- over that. They did not want to tag anymore because of yep. uh, a situation with Powerbomb the movie.
2: Well, and not only did they almost win the titles this night, but let's not forget that like two days before the show, Worldwide was retired.
1: Oh, yeah, he That's was right. retired.
2: I forgot about that.
1: Man, this guy is a fucking roller coaster. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, you know I, know, I know we're jumping out, out of chronological order here, but this fucking guy around WWE officials the other night at SmackDown... <laughs> does not know how to fucking handle himself i'll tell you what i'm didn't not going weird body i'm not yeah. weird, weird body was not there see that's, uh, that's what I'm your saying. Problem. he didn't yeah. have him tell what dad. he can and can't say world body or worldwide world body. had his. he had his suit on he had his gold chain out and uh, you know he he didn't understand that he shouldn't have drank so excessively <laughs> before he was going to be around the podcast i just say no, the so podcast no. didn't oh.
2: teach him <laughs>
1: I was like, I was looking at him, like, dude, what are you doing? It's six p.m. Why are you, do- <laughs> why are you doing a shot of tequila? Like, we gotta, you know, we got things to do after the show. We're gonna meet up with some people. I'm gonna try to, you know, uh, help you guys do a little networking and uh,
2: wrong type of networking.
1: Yeah, that didn't. It did not go too well. That's all I'm gonna say. But back to the show.
0: Well, back to the show. So they are on it. Essentially, we're going to make you guys watch it from smartmarkvideo.com, DVD, or MP4. Uh, but uh, there was an ending, and there was a foot on the rope from two Infinity Beyond, thus creating all sorts of controversy as to whether or not the Weird World did win or did not win, and we restart the match. Uh, beyond that, I guess that's the end of an era. We end the shows at what is known as Tequila Jacks. The also ending the undefeated streak
3: for the Weird World. There's a silver lining in everything,
0: Steve Guy. <laughs> fair, fair enough, Brian Carson. Uh, the next match on the show, as we talked about, this is going to be the show with Student Heavy. It's a different kind of thing, and this involves a lot of our, our younger guys. It's a, a four-way match. Chase Oliver, Garrison King, Malcolm Monroe Third, and Trey Lamar. And Malcolm Monroe Third, MM3, He's a guy that had just made his debut uh, with AIW uh, a month March. or two before that. Like, the, whatever, whatever. April, March. It was our, our. Whatever show we did in March at it Tequila. It was our Jacks. last show at Tequila Jacks uh, before that. Um, and then he was also in the Back
1: to the Future yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, House of the Rising Sun. That's yes, he, That's where there he made his debut. Yep. I think this guy is another guy like, you know, Philly and Marino and so many others that. You know, I'll, I'll say it a million times. He's, you know, these aren't the guys right now, but these are the guys that are going to be the guys pretty soon because uh, independent wrestling is 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 thinning out at a rapid pace as far as attractions go and good in ring talent goes. And I think Malcolm Monroe the Third can be one of those guys. He's just got to you know get out there a little more and make a little bit more of a name for himself. But that's kind of what we're trying to do with these shows. Is kind of work towards the future and hopefully you know if you know half the aw roster that's on the mount carmel shows got signed we have people to fill those spots that you know uh, can can come in and deliver and that's what we're figuring out on these music link shows some guys you know uh, maybe not maybe maybe they don't do that well uh maybe they're not ready whatever you know what i mean but uh mm3 malcolm marone the third he's a guy that i think is ready, it's just a matter of when is there gonna be a spot opening up on one of those shows.
2: And well, well I was saying not only are they showing that they're ready to, but you're breeding that familiarity with at least a chunk of a car. Obviously it's not the full five hundred people that are packed into Mount Carmel. Right. But for the couple hundred that are at these bar shows, and a lot of them are those those core kind of front row, the VI, the people who are always buying the VIP tickets so that they they see these guys, they see MM Three, and they see the stuff he does. So that when when he does show up at Mount Carmel, they're excited. It's not just a dead room to this guy walking out, and then he's got to win him over throughout the match.
0: Well, and, and this is a match as we'll get into later on that, uh, in one of the next couple episodes, that really helps the other three competitors inside this, uh, in terms of a lot of people already familiar with Gary the King Baller. But also Chase Oliver and Trey Lamar. It just breeds more familiarity, familiarity and, with and, you that. know.
1: I think I think these shows are where you know Gary the King Baller finally started finding himself a little bit. You know, like like I said, everyone learns at a different a different pace, and you know it, he was a guy that might have been a little bit further behind. But a lot of people don't realize this. He's a little further behind because he is uh, currently in law school. Okay. So like you know like yeah, I, I don't, a, don't wanna, I don't want to I don't want to kill the gimmick or anything but this guy is going to law school and wrestling school and working a job and he's already gra- gotten uh, you know a, a regular four year degree
0: yeah for those of you waiting for the next AMA episode we're waiting for Gary to finish that degree and yeah then, so we know what we can and can't say <laughs> then, we'll <be> on, <laughs> then we'll be on board with that or not AMA but you know the email questions all the good stuff anything that was we've ever done controversial we're waiting for Gary the King Baller.
1: But yeah, so you know, I feel like Gary's finally starting to kind of come into his own a little bit and uh, get a you know, uh, he's a guy that kind of lacked confidence, you yeah, know. He he's he's got this he has this persona and this gimmick and when he does it, you know, he's on, but uh, he still lacked confidence when he was in the ring doing things. And uh, sometimes, you know, he still does, but I feel like this show finally he broke out of his shell a little bit. Well and you were talking about um,
2: the how different it is between what you can do in training. He's a guy that can do a million things yeah. in training. You get out in front of a live crowd and it's a whole different ball game and he's a guy that didn't have that comfort level yeah. for a long time. And not to go too far back and everything but it
3: really wasn't until Johnny's last show where like that's the biggest crowd he had ever worked. You know, he'd worked these bar shows and a couple other promotions where there weren't a lot of people in the you know uh, there, but you know, he walk into a packed gym of like close to six hundred people and again, like that match I I know was I was involved with it and everything, but I mean he delivered to it. And like he the fact that he didn't miss a beat, the fact that he got people got six hundred people to stand up and applaud him for what he did, I think helped his confidence. You know, again, like you said, Thorne, guys working a job. He's taking care of it. He takes care of his grandmother and his aunt too. And he's getting his law degree. And he already has a four year degree. So yeah, when he you know, the fact that he can you know and his mom is a suicide girl <laughs> oh, it's
1: man. a lot i mean he's got it's a lot to handle it's a lot of stress on yeah, a man a but, lot of stress on a man you know
3: you go from doing such a huge event like Johnny's last show you know and then like he like he like you said he's getting more and more confidence as he does more and more of these shows i think it's just him like uh, evolving as a, as a as a wrestler as well
0: too well and, and Carson this match features again two younger guys that you have worked closely with and for them this is,
1: well, Trey. This is technically his third match because he yeah. had to throw in with Kaplan, yeah. Chase Oliver. And this like, is his second match, yeah. and like I said, you know, some guys learn at a different level, and some guys are just confident, yeah. and that confidence comes over in the ring. And Trey Lamar is a confident motherfucker, and that is probably why a lot of people uh, don't really like him. I'm that m- that much. I think
2: he can rub you the wrong way pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I won't deny and, that.
1: And he's not, and it's. It's not on purpose. He's I think, always been I, respectful to me. Don't get me I wrong. I personally, fe- I personally feel Trey Lamar is very misunderstood. Yeah, agree. Uh, yeah, he just is a confident guy, and uh, sometimes people take that confidence uh, different ways. So, but since he's a confident guy, he's always showed confidence when he's been in front of a crowd because he is just that kind of guy. Uh, same thing with Chase Oliver, also another very confident guy. Uh, so he. Yeah. You know, he is, you know, uh, these guys are confident in real life and kind of carry themselves a little bit differently in real life. And uh, that is w- w- why that may, may be a detriment behind behind the curtain for them, uh, where th- they rub some people wrong backstage. It it, they, it helps them excel when they're in front of people. So it's kind of like a double-edged
3: sword. Right. Because they know what they can do in the ring. Like Chase and Trey, like like Thorne's saying, like and like you know Watchworth, what you're saying too. They can rub people the wrong way, but it's just because they know what they can do in the ring. They know like they can do the 450s and the 630s and the phoenixes and and all these dives and everything. Because I mean, again, training these guys, like you don't. We just we didn't have to tell them try this. We just you know brought the crash pad out one day and they're doing all this stuff like with ease too. Like Chase Oliver, I remember his first day. I think he did a phoenix splash. Or or a, or something, some oh, yeah. crazy flip dive or whatever. You, you watch that kid in practice, and he we he yeah. accidentally does a six thirty. We <laughs> like all looked at each other, like, did he really just do that? And then like Trey does an, like you know a flossberry an asberry flop or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's so many different names for it, and he did it like gracefully too. Like he almost like paused and in midair when he when, all, when it's he does very it, you know? smooth. Everything they do is very.
1: And, a, and another mm-hmm. thing that's that kind of set these guys out maybe apart from a lot of people that show up to sign up for wrestling school. Is they showed up in shape. Yeah. So like, right. you know, they're doing they're doing these drills that have sent people home and never coming back. And they're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know, like uh we do this initiation drill called the first day drill, which is very, very cardio intensive and very It's not fun. It's very hard. It's not fun. And both of these guys just breeze through it like it was a warm up and they're like, Oh, that's it.
3: I mean, like they were getting heat with people that are already, you know, at training. You know, some people like that have been there much longer than Chase and and uh, Trey, and they're they're like they're not. It wasn't so much anything they did, but it's just like, why the hell can they do this so easily? Like, why can they get through the first day drill and I was sucking wind when I was doing it? Why can they do you know a shooter a shooter day one of practice, but I can barely you know take a suplex off the top rope?
1: You yeah, know, so like uh, I guess you know these guys are kind of in a. They're in a very weird position to where the fans love them. Uh, there, uh, there's a little to be desired uh, in the locker room, uh, but you know what I mean. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna learn one way or another. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, if and especially if they keep delivering, you know, they're gonna keep being on shows. And at, every time they've been out there, they've they've delivered. You know, uh, a lot of people thought that you know the the Kaplan Trey Lamar match was gonna be you know the reckoning for Trey Lamar and he just he just took it, at, it he just went out there
2: and did yeah. what he had to do he just
3: yeah he just he took knew it. What, exactly he re, he
1: knew what he had to do he took it in stride and said okay now what you know what I mean you know it so it, as much as the guys like him are confident you know that they also have no problem earning their stripes right and I also think that rubs people oh, wrong too you know as so like
0: as we'll get to uh yeah certainly well the the next match as we talk about some of these younger guys includes two more younger gentlemen one of which comes through the AIW school and that gentleman I also should say uh helps this match uh build the birth of a new fan base in AIW the a new Bis- fan The section, Bishop Brigade The Bishop Ingr- Brigade This is Joshua Bishop taking on Jonathan Wolf the 3rd and Jonathan Wolf he's another guy who returns to Tequila Jack's uh, we saw him at the house of the rising sun. Another guy that came and from a different federation. The another guy. young guy.
3: Is he the uh, third? I thought he was just I, Jonathan Wolf. You're right. My apologies. IK3. He is just, Ik3. Ik3
0: is what I'm thinking
1: there. I still don't IK3. know what that means, but I don't,
0: I don't, I don't either. Uh, I know I'm Indianapolis sure he, is where he hails from. I, I figure that's the I. I don't. Hey, know. Whatever.
1: I'm sure he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never I'll have him to.
0: explain <laughs> it to me. I just say it. it wasn't uh, on
1: his job application. No. Right.
0: So it's Jonathan Wolf, Joshua Bishop. And uh, Matt Wadsworth, you got to call an interesting moment in this match.
2: The, uh, the pile driver. Tombstone. The Tombstone. Tombstone yeah. pile driver. Yeah, Tombstone
1: on the floor. First 30 seconds.
2: <laughs> right <laughs> early off the in that match. And uh, the Bishop Brigade, as you call them, were, were sitting on that stage because that new stage did allow us, rather than right. to put me up there, we, we used it for more seating.
1: Let me, under, l- let me just describe the Bishop Brigade really quick. So Joshua Bishop, another guy straight out of high school uh Young maybe boy. maybe a little bit different than the big tuan tucker straight out of high school as a kind of a popular guy out of high school <laughs>
2: like a star athlete <laughs> so yeah.
1: yeah he was a star lacrosse player like well uh, a big kid and
2: me, man but let me head head uh, he is you don't realize that he's one of those guys like i remember people saying it about um about pb smooth like you didn't realize how big he was when you saw him in street clothes at the shows where same thing with josh yeah like yeah. he didn't. He looked like such an ordinary dude, and then you see him in his gear, and you're like, "Heck!" You stand next to him, and you you realize how big
3: he and really a, is. And he's a,
1: he's another you know he's a blue chip athlete. You know, like I said, lacrosse star. He had full ride scholarships. To universities all over the country, and he turned them down because he told his parents that he wants to be a pro wrestler. Let me go now, back. His, now his parents are not <laughs> uh, like um, like think of that as a parent. You know, your kid is getting a full oh, ride. Actually, I have free, a
2: thirteen year old son who's, who's free education, a of
1: <laughs> free education. And He says, "No, uh I've known since I was sixteen that I'm going to the AEW wrestling school."
0: Let me go further back than that because not only did he turn those down. But initially, he was going to be a star playing high school football, decides he's going to quit football because he finds out that AIW now has a wrestling school, emails Chandler Biggins, I want to join your wrestling school, has already quit football, he is done with high school sports, and then he gets the email back from Chandler Biggins, "Um, must be 18 18. 18. 18
2: years old. (laughs) This isn't isn't Mexico, man. You can't start training when you're 14. It doesn't happen.
1: So the Bishop Brigade is, you know, basically uh, lots of high school girls, uh, young young dudes. Oh yeah, pounding uh, PBRs at house parties. Yeah, like that. You know that that type of, of people, and then you know his his parents. Well, and give them all the
2: credit in the world for as much as they're not on board with. You know, with the decision to not, they're take there, a free they're
1: college education. education. They're, they're, they're there, there to, to support. support. They're going
2: to support their son. in that, that fantastic And let, let me
1: let me descri- let me describe the first time I saw Mr. Bishop's father, who is a wrestling fan, though. By the way, huge wrestling fan. Yeah. So uh, I got comp tickets to a house show, a WWE house show in uh, Canton, which is where where he's from. So I say, hey, Josh, you, you know, you you can come with us. I got extra tickets. Cool. Pick him up. Whatever uh, we go. And there's a line. And this gigantic man in an NWO shirt walks up to Josh and starts talking to him. I go, who the fuck is that guy? This guy is looking like Scott, Scott Norton is in line, okay? like master. Like ni- 1996 Scott Norton. He's like a jet. brick wall. And I go, who's that? He goes, oh, that's my dad, man. And I go, what? What? <laughs> Josh, Josh's mom, also an avid listener to the podcast to make sure he stays out of trouble. Yeah, do, <laughs> she, do we interject that story? Went, do we leave that out? Uh, I mean, you know, you could tell it, I guess. It's
0: all right. So, I mean, it's common knowledge at this point, if you listen to the podcast, that we had a, a student in Wrestle, had WrestleMania with us, WrestleMania weekend, went to Walleye Mania. He, with a fake ID. With a fake ID. Had that fake ID taken
1: away. And it then out he had that fake ID taken away again after his mom listened to the podcast and went
0: into his wallet <laughs> because he had to rebuy
1: it. His he
0: mother, rebought his it. His mother went into his bedroom while he was sleeping, went into his wallet, and took that fake ID right out after so she listened no, to the podcast. No
1: wallet mania for Mister Bishop uh, in 2018. Nope. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, his uh, he does this tombstone. He and takes I the tombstone just, on the floor. Yeah, I, When we say does the tombstone, he gets tombstoned on the floor. Correct. And, He's on the receiving end. And this is just so dangerous because Josh is probably about half a foot taller than Jonathan Wolf. And in uh, yeah, the second that's,
2: match. That's, that's fair, yeah. And Josh yeah, doesn't have a ton of experience on positioning for especially this,
1: especially outside of a ring. Just keep in mind, on we do a
0: bar it,
2: floor.
1: Oiled up. Due to, reno- up. Yeah, due to renovations, we don't have AC. You're a little bit sweatier than you might be at this show. Uh, it was yeah, it was hot in there. Uh, I see mr F- bishop oh god i had a prime
2: view from that balcony commentary
1: position steam just erupts like it's like a cartoon <laughs> he is immediately mad at his son's decision to be a pro wrestler just- and i was i i could not have cared if josh was hurt or not i was worried that he was okay and then he was gonna have to see his dad after the show <laughs> i mean just from the commentary position Hits it, and I I direct
2: line of sight, because he's on that side of the ring. He's outside the ring. They're on the stage. so And they're outside the ring, directly in front of where he's standing on the stage. And they hit that tombstone, and the head's just shaking. And like Thorne was saying, you
0: could see steam rising off of this man's head. Well, this match has a lot of things, a lot of action in and outside the ring. And it paves way for... One of Bryant Carson's favorite moments in the night as it makes its way back outside of the ring, dude.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, local AIW super fan Kenny Wang. Okay, he's a
2: huge. Oh God, I forgot about huge him. Huge Joshua
3: Bishop fan. I mean, I think he bought Josh's first shirt. He did. I'm pretty which sure. Nobody knew and, this. And night. he
1: paid him double for it. Right. Paid him double. He gave him like thirty. Well, like 40 and also bucks at the order. end of Josh. the night, at the
0: end of the night, Kenny Wang introduces himself to Joshua Bishop's entire family. Tells. Uh, Mrs. Bishop, I'm coming to your house for dinner. No, he he
3: said something like, "We got a big year ahead of us," or something like that. (laughs) That was also said. Like Like Christmas morning, man. man. Christmas morning, Kenny Wayne's going to be at the Bishop household, opening presents with everyone. But Carson, back to the match. You go ahead, and and he, he like you know, he comes out the black. Josh comes out the black Betty, and like it gets the whole crowd up and everything. And so it's you know, it's a good, it's a good you know entrance for him. He comes out, and when the music stops, he's usually quiet when you wait for your opponent. All you hear is Kenny Wayne. Let's go, Josh, you fucking savage. And the whole crowd just starts laughing their ass off. And they're like, first of all, you can't see him because
2: he's all the way like. No, to the No, he was like against the bar, but oh, kind of tucked, always in under, you under, know, tucked under the balcony. But it's like you bar. couldn't
3: see him, but you knew who it was. Like you knew it was Kenny Wing.
0: Side note for the listeners, John Thorne closing <laughs> his windows. Hey, <laughs> so, man, this is Ryan Carson's hey, I'm in a this, I'm, fucking I'm this, We're not at the <laughs> studio, <laughs> <laughs> studio yeah. apartment anymore.
1: I'm, I'm new to this community. That's There's true, a lot of rules. There's a lot of windows open right now. This is the
0: first episode ever recorded at the new studio apartment. And then the
3: match starts. It's kind of a house now. It is. And Two floors. Before they go to the outside and do the tombstone, like Wolf's like giving them chops or kicks or something like that. And Kenny Wang again just goes, "He's just a wolf, Josh. You're a fucking animal." And again, everyone it's quiet, and everyone is just like la- I, laughing their asses off because they know first of all who Kenny Wang is, and they're and they're probably thinking to themselves.
2: Josh probably doesn't even know this kid.
1: This guy is such a fucking idiot. Oh, you know,
2: ultimately, ultimately, you should have been, been on his... commentary for this match, trying to keep a straight face, trying to call this I match. Was, I was <laughs> trying to get a couple of uh, newer faces over, Ke- and all you can hear is him
0: yelling ultimately, anytime he gets a chance. Ultimately, Kenny Wang makes his way to the front row. He's at the barricade, half inside the area like of the hanging ring. hanging over it. Yeah, hanging over it, smacking on it, trying to rally Joshua Bishop to his feet to compete in this match. I mean, I was I was up there in the balcony watching
3: the match, and again, thank God I wasn't on commentary because as soon as Kenny said that both times, I just started dying laughing. And, and I, um, like, Dom did commentary. I, might, I was thinking it was Dom. and I'm I can, sure it was. And I can see Dom, like, trying not to laugh because he can hear Kenny Wang yelling, you know, you're a fucking savage, you're a fucking an animal it's just but that's that's uh that's number one bishop fan kenny wang for you well he's
1: a fucking idiot
0: <laughs> <laughs> briefly more on him later because there is one kenny wang introduction that i mean has to be set not a really an introduction reintroduction and anyway the next match as we go into this sets up something for absolution the match itself jollyville Fuckets taking on the young studs but what happens is you have this new aiw crew they interject themselves and and we talk about guys earning them stri- their stripes well, one of the students really did I was on commentary for this match I
3: remember this one
1: all I'm gonna say is what happened wasn't the way it was supposed no, to happen nope and uh, I think you know going back to that confidence being uh, you know exude in the back yeah I guess you know he must have rubbed some people the wrong way and uh, the veterans of sorts they kind of go off and they go into business for themselves, and they beat up Trey Lamar for real. And that's not how it was supposed to go. Uh, so no, you've got
2: this debuting faction that's supposed to be a threat, and they just get destroyed in their first appearance.
1: Yeah, so that didn't go too well. I guess we'll just leave it at that. Other than Gary the King Baller. S- cuts a uh, pretty good promo. Uh, it, yeah, he it, actually
2: was. It was a lot better than I would have anticipated in that situation because I didn't think he was going to be the guy that Geary, was kind of the mouthpiece of
3: the Geary group. Gary the King
0: of oh, Baller, underestimated as a mouthpiece. is
2: one of my
3: favorite things in wrestling. Like, bad guy to the like, street thug, heel baller. I love it.
1: Because it's totally not who he is in real life. Exactly, right. not at all. <laughs> it's so opposite, gear.
0: Uh Rolling in as we wind down this card... The next match, again, talking about earning your stripes, whether you Parker make a mistake Pierce. or not. It's Parker Pierce oh, Parker. taking on
1: Frankie Flynn. Frankie and, Flynn well, ha- has quite the temper on him. That he does. We had we've the longest talked about that of the, the night show with before. Parker
3: Pierce after his match. And
1: especially because he had been hurt. This is kind of his... You know, uh, this is his first r- real match back. R- like he, you know, wrestled on the night show uh, at Jailit, but he's, you know, this is his first singles match. This is supposed to be a showcase for him. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> essentially a match to, for you know, to get him over and get his new heel persona over. And uh, it doesn't go. Uh, Parker Pierce, you know, a- another guy who is a little bit actually uh, athlete in college. You know, another yeah, he was yeah, you know, he was a guy who had a full ride uh, baseball baseball scholarship played at. Uh, Virginia, right? Is uh, that where you Somewhere in Virginia. Yeah, he ended up What's the big in school in Virginia? West Virginia.
2: Yeah, especially baseball wise. Yeah, got he goes to he West, West, v- goes to West yeah, Virginia. Virginia yeah. He West yeah. Virginia. Yeah, West
1: Virginia University. Uh, so he's another athlete, but uh, you know uh, things that he does well at um, athletically it do- doesn't necessarily translate to uh, wrestling wrestling. Right? Yet you know he's still got a little bit to learn, and just like Tuan Tucker, you know. Uh, and it's nothing against him. They just learn learn at different paces. So, uh, you know, obviously this was a learning experience for him, uh, more so than than maybe some other guys because Frankie Flynn gets mad. Uh, Very easily. <laughs> and uh, he gets mad because this is, you know, supposed to be, you know, a big showcase for him, and uh, he, he messes up a few things. And, uh, yeah, you know, he...
0: Frankie Flynn lets him know.
1: He let him know in the during ring. During the course yeah.
0: of that match. And yeah. uh, we'll just
1: leave it at that. Uh, and then on to the main events, right? Is that yeah? Nice? Then the main event Can- is
0: the women's title match. Is supposed to be Shayna Baszler, our champion, taking on Candice LeRae.
1: Candice LeRae cannot make it uh, because there is a death in her family. So she tells you know she gets a hold of me early in the morning. I'm trying to find any sort of uh, you know replacement because you know the show before that Shayna. Shayna can't make it.
2: For the Shayna and the
1: that so, became you and Lufisto. I don't want to then Popper have... Of the year. Then I don't want to have another not like I don't like there's plenty of guys that Shayna could have wrestled. He didn't I, buy
2: into me suggesting him and Shayna. Including
1: in John a bar brawl. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Were you ready to lace up? I was two was in a row. I was ready to lace up, but I just I thought that that would kinda uh the the women's belt a little bit. You know, two non defenses. Yeah. So uh I'm trying to get a hold of everybody, get a hold of Angel Dust, but she's booked, but she's only booked an hour away. Uh, so she, you know, works it out to where she can do both shows. Which, backstory, if, if you were there and you were like, why is this show starting late? We were stalling for Angel Dust because she had to wrestle in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, and then drive, and she actually, even with the stalling, uh, she got there after intermission about two matches before uh, her and Shayna. Like Shane Douglas.
0: <laughs> she got there, uh, I think, during the Jonathan
1: Wolfe-Joshua Bishop match after it had already started. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, they didn't have a lot of time to uh, put something together, but I thought it was good. Angel Dust now has changed her name to Zoe Sky.
2: Zoe Sky? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that randomly in, like, a tweet today, and I was so lost. I was
1: very confused, too. Uh, I, I, I just – this is – this is the hot news. I that's why I'm bringing it up. I don't know if anybody knows. Angel Dust is no more. She's now Zoe Sky. I, I was like, did I miss something? Did she sign with somebody? And, you know, she
0: had told me prior to that, because I did the introduction a little bit differently, and she had said, ah, I'm working out this new thing. Could you make sure that you say this? Yeah, no problem. Whatever you want. And while I have no doubt that Shayna versus Candace would have, you know, been amazing and the crowd would have loved it, I heard you might be able. You yeah. might have a
1: chance to see that coming up soon. <laughs> you no. might have an opportunity <laughs> I sometime say soon. Say too much,
0: but uh, Angel Dust versus
1: Shayna. Boy, did it really fill the void that was going to be left? I think Angel Dust has been uh, an underrated talent for probably about the last ten years. I would agree. She just can't seem to break out for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I think maybe it's a little bit of coming out of the coming out of her shell issue, uh, but she has all the talent inside of the ring. Uh it's just, you know, the other stuff that makes wrestling so important, I think, is, you know, what she struggles with. And I think that's why she struggled to, you know, to kind of, you know, get that big, you know, th- that big spotlight, that big opportunity.
2: Well, and she's, I, I give her all the credit in the world because she's one of those ones that can effectively do different roles. She's a very yeah. traditionally underdog face because she's smaller than everybody. But if you were at the One Girls Night Out show, you saw her as that cocky heel oh, in yeah. the, uh, the match with Shotzi Black. Yep. And she was fantastic
0: in that role. Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that match, the show ends, as we Highly usually do, we make our way from the Far East Side, we go all the way back to the West Side... And uh,
1: we have ourselves a small get-together, not really an Not after an official after-party, after party, but Kenny Wang still fucking finds his way to where we're at. He at finds it. <laughs>
0: his way to, we won't say the location. Still, still had the Joshua up Bishop up shirt on, too.
1: Shout-out to the Hooley House. All right. Brooklyn, Ohio.
0: Yeah. Already wearing his Joshua Bishop shirt. He is there. And if you listen to this podcast ahead of time, you would know that The Duke could not make the show because he was main eventing a show somewhere else. <laughs>
1: Imagine that. Just- <laughs> that did
0: not prevent The Duke from making the official after party.
1: Let that sink in. Just give it a second.
0: <laughs> he, yeah. He, me okay. say, you want me to say one more time? The Duke could not make it be booked on Night of the Creeps because he was main
1: eventing. A show. Actually, I take that back. The Duke will be main eventing another show oh. on, <laughs> on September the 17th in uh, Brooklyn, also in Brooklyn, Ohio. Brooklyn had Ohio. to wrestle
3: three main events against him at that promotion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Duke will be uh, defending his UXWA Heavyweight Championship belt on uh, September 17th. That's the Duke 12 be on, mi- on Twitter. A
2: missing belt match?
1: Sunday afternoon.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. I don't think they <laughs> really know about that. K- yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we got editing. That's okay.
1: <laughs> but... uh. Yeah, so the Duke, uh, the Duke will be main eventing on uh, September seventeenth. Cheap that's look. cut
2: into his softball games.
1: Free, yeah, free plug Gradles on the event. I don't know if uh, that's going to be who he's wrestling. This is actually I do know who he's wrestling because they had me book their shows. That's gonna, a, the Duke's going to be wrestling Dominic Greeny again. So if you want to see the Duke get his fucking dick put in the dirt again, <laughs> come out to Brooklyn, Ohio.
0: There you go. For, not a uh, not a huge after party, but I will say this about this after party: if you small but mighty, yeah. If you encounter a moment where Alex Worldwide Keller and Kenny Wang are on the same page about something,
2: oh, it's
0: probably
1: time to leave. And, and that happens. It usually is something that isn't legal that we won't discuss. They like to get into illegal activities. And man, the Duke was the Duke was experiencing some culture shock. Yeah, not, not a lot of them in the uh, in the uh, accounting world that <laughs> the, the he comes CPA from. CPA
3: world. They're not playing against him in softball. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. The Duke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Duke did not know what he signed up for. He wish he was uh, would have stayed at that main event.
0: Yeah, he should have been on plenty of fish or OK Cupid instead.
1: The, not at the Hula House. The Duke. The Duke on OK Cupid.
0: I don't know. I don't remember what we we we're, were signing him up. He's on like a couple different ones. He wouldn't confirm or
1: deny what they were. We'll have to look back. Ladies, if you're we'll out there back. and you've encountered the Duke on a dating website, please tweet me. We want to
0: have that AMA episode. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's please. Just, let's just start creating him dating things, profiles. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up here on uh, AIW is Going to Change. This was the Night of the Creeps episode. The last fitting show. that we end it by talking about the Duke. Absolutely, <laughs> the last show. It's Keila Jacks now called Music Links for everybody. You've heard on this episode, excellence personified.
1: Brian Carson, come to this. Come to the show on uh, Friday. This Friday. See Glacier versus Joey Gl- Janela. Yeah, Glacier there versus go. Joey Janela. That's so really? Joey Janela
3: told me personally it's very. This is like he's preparing for this to be his match of the year. And, uh, and that says a lot.
1: Yeah, we re- we really need to pack this show because you know, like I said, we typically go a little lesser on the budget for these shows Uh, i'm I'm taking a risk i'm rolling the dice don't make sure and joey
2: chanella is bigger than the budget for any of the previous shows i think (laughs) don't make me
1: regret it that's all i'm
2: saying
0: well all right there you go and again brian carson for president aiw matt wadsworth for owner of aiw john thorne my name is steve guy your moderator of sorts thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week